Today, we have my friend, McKenna. She went to high school with some of your favorite guests, Daniela and Cammie. And when she moved to Nashville years ago, she became one of our very best friends. Since, she's moved back to Dallas. But we are all crossing our fingers that this new love that y'all get to hear about might just bring her back. So I can't wait to dive into this episode with y'all. Oh my gosh, you guys. What a treat. We have my friend McKenna with us today. And I just have to go ahead and let you know she has been up since four in the morning for all of you beautiful people. I flew her in (laughs) for this conversation. She was actually in town like a week or so ago. And we could have, we tried to make it work, couldn't do it. And I was like, I need her to be on it. So I'm going to just bring her back. And she flew into Nashville for the day to come and hang out with you guys and myself. We needed to be here. I'm so honored. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm so honored. I'm honored. Okay, tell tell everybody about yourself, where you're from. Tell us your story. Um, well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm McKenna, and I live in Dallas right now, um, but I've actually been my, like, kind of fun shtick thing story is that I'm actually from, like, a bunch of different places. Was born in California, grew up in New York, lived there for 10 years. So there's some Northeast in me when I was 15. So I was in high school when I moved and then uh, went to college in Virginia. Um, Post-college, lived in Nashville for five years, which is where I met Kaylee. Yeah. And all of uh, our besties, a lot uh, a lot of the gals who have actually been on here uh, on your podcast. And um, now I live in Texas. I moved there for a job about five years ago. And now I am... Uh, engaged to somebody who lives in Nashville. So I'm back and forth. So I like basically live in two places now. Plot twist. She (laughs) might be coming back, everybody, which we love to see. We'll see. We love to see it. Um, She is engaged to someone who actually tours with us. Mm -hmm. So would you please tell us the very cute story that I got to witness of love at first sight, essentially? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So I have been best friends with Daniela Mason or young, Mm -hmm. um, like for, I mean, since high school. Uh, and anyway, so she knows me really well. Um, and I have also like been in a season of like dating and getting to like know people and like just, you know, putting myself out there. And so I tell like all my, I used to tell all my friends like, Hey, if you know someone, like I would be open to being set up. So anyways, uh, Daniela, I think I was here May, uh, 2022 for a wedding. And Danielle said, so I know this guy named Jordan Flower, who I feel like you just need to meet. And I was like, okay. And I had been used to like people saying, oh, let me set you up. And like, it just never like turned out. Um, and so I was like, you know, why don't you like try to figure out, like figure out how to get us to meet. And he lived in Nashville. I lived in Dallas. And so I was like, let's see what happens. So I never heard anything. And then she came back to Dallas for something and showed me like more pictures of him, was talking more about him and saying, I really feel like you guys need to meet. And I was like, well, let's figure out how to make this happen. And so I think Russell was having a show Mm -hmm. at Choctaw in Oklahoma. Um, in like October of last year or September. And I decided to drive out to like hang out with y'all, hang out with Daniela and potentially like meet this guy named <laughs> Jordan Flower. Who works on our touring team. Yes. Have we said that part yet? I, I feel like we might I not can't remember. Yeah. He works. So he, yes. he tours with us yes. and he's one of our crew guys. And he'd only worked for us I don't know, a few months at that point. It was was pretty new. Well, what's funny is I was actually, Danielle was trying to get me to come out 
to a show like I think in July or June, like right when he started, maybe like he was like technically like auditioning, like to see if he was a good fit. And Danielle was like, oh, come out to like such and such show. And I was like, if he's like seeing if he's a good fit, I don't want to like get out there and be like, you know, I was like, let's just wait. Um, So it wasn't until September. And then I came out. um, I remember I was on the tour bus with y'all and I like I remember getting off the tour bus and he was sitting in like a circle eating like dinner with y'all. And I just went up and I said, Hey, I'm McKenna. And I just like shook his hand. I have like a pretty firm handshake. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And so, and that like, and so we, we talked, I like talked about lacrosse. We're both from the Northeast. Like we had like a lot of things in common. And then after the show, we were hanging out in the casino and just like talking and chatting. Um, and at the end of our like chat, he asked for my number. And so the rest from that is history. Like he called me a couple times over the next month we talked and then um, he drove to Dallas to take me on a date. And really the rest is history. Yeah, it was it was the lacrosse moment for me. And I was like, wait a second, what is happening? How do these two have this thing in common? Yeah. And I mean, it's probably more common than I know. I just don't know people who play lacrosse. And yeah. he's, he's a lacrosse coach. Yeah. I did not know you played lacrosse. And we've oh, yeah. been friends for Ever. Over a decade. Well, for like eight, I think I played like eight years when I was growing up. I'm like, how did I not know that? And it's like a Northeastern thing. It's yeah. like, it's not really in the South. Like only if you're from the Northeast, do you really get like, oh, this is like, lacrosse is like a big deal. Like lacrosse is to the Northeast what football is to South. So like the okay, fact that, that we out. like both, it, it was just like a moment. Yeah, it was a moment. I watched had. the moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just love, I love live action yeah. love stories, yeah. you know, like seeing them in real life yeah. is magical. And I wanted to have you here today because I feel like you stewarded being single so beautifully. Mm, thank you. Like you, like you said, you put yourself out there. You're like, I oh, am yeah. McKenna. And like it was, that's brave yeah. and scary. Mm-hmm. But like you weren't settling. No. Obviously. You're yeah. you're here today. Yeah. And so I just I want to talk all things dating. I, I want love it. your advice. I want things you learned. Yeah. Just tell us everything. And it's funny because it's like it's so unique to every single person like Mm -hmm. dating because I know people that are like yes to dating apps. I know people that are like have sworn off dating apps forever. I know people who've like met their match on dating apps. I know people who girls or women who ask guys out. I know girls who are like, no, I will be pursued. So I feel like there's a whole like. It, it's different for every person. I think that's like what I learned. So anything that I like share is, is I would say is like what has brought me success in my experience. Also things that I've like learned. So like for me, so for, you know, anybody listening, like I'm in my thirties. And so, and I have been like part of my like past season was I dated pretty like frequently monogamously but like frequently um and then I had like a 10-year season after I met the Lord where I didn't date at all like I was just and it wasn't like chosen singleness it just kind of happened I was pursuing the Lord getting to know him um I became a Christian later on in life so when I was 20 um and so I had like a lot to learn and a lot uh, like just I don't know I had a lot to learn about God and so for me in that 10 years 
I, and I feel like this is kind of what set me up for my thirties is I just like really went all in and learning about God and learning about myself. Mm. And that is like, I think the number one piece of advice that I would give to any woman, um, whether you're, you know, 20 or 30 or whatever, 40, I don't, I can't, I don't even know if I could speak to the ones that are like 40 only cause I'm not there yet. But I like, I feel like the best thing that I have done is like gotten to know myself really well and the Lord and like, because now that I'm in a relationship and and even in like seeking out relationships, like I knew it was right and what was wrong because I know myself really well yeah. and I've done the work. You know what I mean? So it's like in my 20s, like, you know, I figured out what I was passionate about. I um, figured out like different aspects of like who God is and his heart. I figured out like, what do I like? What do I hate? What do I want to do for work? Like, who are my friends? Who are my community? Like, how do I want to serve God? Like, so it's just like, those were things that I really, I think cultivated in my twenties that have nothing to do with another person, another man that I don't know that when I became 30, I was just like, I don't know. I was just like ready to, I mean, I've always been ready to find someone. I think that's the other thing too, is like, it's not like I've never had a desire to meet someone or be married. Like that desire has been something I've had since I was a kid. Um, but like, I think I've just done a lot of seeking of truth and the Lord and allowed him to like really form and fashion me into a young woman who is like ready to be married in any season, but also right. Like, okay. With being single in every season. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's like the other thing too. I think I, and I, I got to a point where I just like, when I look, cause I'm, you know, when I look in the Bible, it's just, it was, I never, it was never promised to me that I would be married one day, mm. you know, like, it's not like a, it, it's, it's not a, like, obviously Adam and Eve, like marriage is something that God like loves and like he's created. And, um, but Paul, like one of the, you know, fathers of our faith says like, be single and pursue singleness. Mm. And like, if I would say for you to do anything, be single. Um, but yet like, so, so there's not a promise. And so I think without losing hope, I just always like purposed in my heart, like this might never happen. And I have to be okay with that while Mm. still holding on to hope. And so I just had to hold that tension really as best as I could. You say that so lightly, like that's not like the, one of the greatest like struggles to balance both hope and holding something loosely. Like it doesn't matter if it's singleness, if it's career goals, if it's children, totally like being like, you know what, you actually haven't promised me any of this. 100%. But I do know you've given me this desire in my heart. Yes. And so I'm going to go off that, Mm -hmm. that like you desire to give me the desires of my heart but you're right. There is no, like, it isn't one of the promises. It isn't like tithing. It isn't test me in totally, this. It, yeah. isn't, it isn't something that you can be like, you know what, God, you told me, you know, unless you receive prophetic words and yeah. like God has said, totally. then, then you get to stand on yes. something. But mm-hmm. even still, even if it, if it's not in the word of God, you really, you got to hold it loosely. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. And it's like, the more I like, just have grown with God, I realize that like the promise we have is him and his presence and that he will like his, he will always be there. He'll always be with us. And so that's always the thing I've held on to in the tension of, oh, I, okay. I have you Lord. 
and I also want to be with somebody, but it's not here yet. And someone I listen to, you know, talks about that there's truth in the, in the tension. So it's like, okay, so like the first two people created were married. And yet Paul says, you know, I wish that no one would be, I wish mm-hmm. you would be single. So it's like, okay, where's the truth in that tension? And that's where I've asked really the Holy Spirit to just fill in those gaps and be comforter because don't get me wrong. Like it's not, it, there have been seasons of really intense heartbreak and yeah. pain and, um, and, just like walking through the Lord in the valley and on the mountain, like in relationships, like, you know, we talked, you and I, you mentioned earlier, like we've been through a lot of different seasons of me dating. Um, Some of them were good and some of them were bad. And it's like, I think too, the thing I've like seen throughout it and what's been constant is God's presence. And that's Mm -hmm. what I've held on to. And, um, you know, I remember just in, in seasons of intense heartbreak, I, I, I was actually when Jesus has shown up to me in like the clearest, like yeah. I think about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, the suffering servant, you know, and he talks about in his high priestly prayer, Lord, my desire is that they would be with me where I am. And that's like the last thing he prays. And it's, so it's like, Oh Lord, like when I draw near to you, he's, it says he draws near to us and he's near to us in our brokenheartedness. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I like don't wish those seasons on people because they're so difficult and painful. It's like, that is where I feel like I've, I've sensed God the closest and the strongest being my comforter and being my help. And so it's, and that's created history with God. And like, you know, we talk, they talk a lot about like, you know, just the oil, like what is the oil of, you know, his presence and it comes through crushing and pressing. And, um, and so it's like those seasons are hard. And so for anyone listening, that is, you know, single, um, and is waiting and, you know, there maybe isn't a promise of marriage, but you have that desire, like just know, I would say like any season of, of like trial or, or season of hardship, like you have the opportunity to draw near to God and he, he will draw near to you. Absolutely. That is like the sweetest promise. And when you brought up the garden of Gethsemane, I actually was like flashed back to, I got to go there with Daniela. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, this was, long before Russ and I were married. And I remember of all the places we went in Israel, we were at Sea of Galilee. We were at like an example of the tomb. No one really knows oh, where yeah, the tomb, yeah. right? You're at all these yeah. places, but you're, you're at like, you're in Capernaum. You're where, you're where he delivered the Beatitudes, like yeah. all these beautiful places. But we were in the chapel of at the Garden of Gethsemane and there was a rock in the middle. This church is built around a rock in the middle. And a lot of the nuns come in and there's actually like these metal thorns around it that they like press their hands into. It's really intense, honestly. Yeah. And I I sat there because I was I was documenting the trips, right? So oh, I didn't right, yeah. fully get to always experience each place because I was filming other people experience it. And yeah. that was one of them where I was like, I'm putting, I obviously did my job, but then I put the camera down and it was time to go. And they were like, we need to go. And I just started bawling. Mm. And I was like, but I don't want to leave you. And immediately he was like, you're not leaving me. Mm. I'm in you. I'm not here. Yeah. And and just what you were saying of like how that is the promise. Like we will carry him with us no matter where. And that was a moment that I had like had a line in the sand kind of thing of like, you're not in Israel. You're not in this place. You're not in that place. Like you promised you're in me. Yeah. Which is the most humbling, insane. I know. I have chills. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I love our church has a song that's like, um, Holy Spirit, come and rest upon the Christ in me. Mm. And that just like 
we always, there has to be an infilling. Like there yes. always has to be a drawing from the well of yeah. like, I want all of you. And it's a choice. And you can. 100%. Have, there's, there's a spectrum of how much you got going on. Yes. How yeah. much of the Lord, are you overflowing with the Lord or are you not? 100%. And there are plenty of times that I am not. Yeah. But that was just one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is a shift in mindset for me for sure. Yeah. Because that's what he promises. He does yeah. not promise so many things that yeah. we, we as Christians are like, well, I'm going to have this because I believe in God. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yeah. Well, it's like Western Christianity. I mean, yeah. it's like very like, like performance based. It's very much give and get. And so it's just already this mindset. We don't consumer like focus. So we don't even realize that we're like, oh, if I do this, I'll be blessed with this. Or yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, no, like you said, like Christ is within us, you know, and you're right. Like we need that. And I think that's the thing too about singleness and waiting well and dating well is just realizing that like we have, we have Christ within us no matter what yeah. in the Holy Spirit. And I feel like, like you said, that that infilling, the Holy Spirit has been like, it says he's a teacher and a guide and really throughout like my twenties and thirties, like I actually, the reason I know the Holy Spirit is because of you. I don't know if you know that when you invited me to like the, yeah, the discipleship. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like he, and that's like the thing too, is like listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit throughout the dating, like your dating journey has been massive for me because I've dated people, you know, for instance, that have like looked great on paper. They were wonderful, like legit guys, but there was just something within me that was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. And I don't know why. Mm. And like, you know, so it's just been cool because it's like you said, it's like, okay, I don't have the promise of like a person or maybe I do have a promise through dreams or words, but it's not here yet. We always have the Holy Spirit working with us and talking with us and just like, I don't know, partnering with us like in our journey of, yeah, just like living and dating and all of it. I think that's what's so hard about dating is you don't know yet. Yes. So you have nothing to gauge. Like now you can look back and be like, obviously that was not it. Yeah. But but you're just flying blind, honestly, oh, 100%. when you're dating before you find your person. Because yes. you're like, well, they say you know when you know, but what is knowing when you know? Totally. And like, what would you say? Did you know that you know? Yeah. Like how soon into being with Jordan did you know yeah. that you knew? So it's so funny you mentioned that because like, I would always get so frustrated when people would be like, well, you just know, because I would date mm -hmm. again, these again, like we talked about, and I'm like a firm believer that like, you have to put yourself out there if it's your season to date, right? So sometimes the Lord hides you and he just wants you and him and you like, it, it's not your time to date. So it's like, but if he said, okay, like, and he's released you to go and like, put yourself out there, which I also feel like you know, you're not going to find someone unless you put yourself in places to meet people. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I would, you know, be putting myself out there, you know, what that looked like for me and, or I would be, you know, dating great guys. And I just, I wouldn't know, like, I would be like, Oh, I'm not sure. Like maybe like, what about this? What about this? And I tend to think a lot, like I'm kind of an overthinker. So, <laughs> um, and also another like piece of advice is I bring in my community very quickly. And I like, am so open with all of my like you know, close girlfriends, like when I'm dating, because I would rather know sooner rather than later, like if there are any blind spots that I'm not seeing red flags. Um, so good. And so anytime that I would like not really know, I would be like, how do you, how do you know? Like, how do you know this is like the person I, 
a few people have said, like, you just know, like, I can't explain it. Some people have said, like, you know, you just know. And it's also a choice. Like, do you choose this person? Um, but something that's really stood out to me is, you know, a really close mentor in my life, um, Angela Myers. Yeah. She has always said to me, like, pray that you would know, pray that you would know in your knower, she calls it like your knower, like your, you know, your heart, pray that you would know that it, that there just wouldn't be any doubt. And I just had to trust that when that time came, I would know. And the other thing that I also prayed was that he would know too, Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't want to be in a situation. I have been where like, I'm like, okay, wow, I really like this, like one guy I'm with, but like, it's not mutual. And like, again, it's a choice too. Right. And so I would always pray like, you know, that I would know and that he would know. And when I met Jordan, um, of course, I have like a list of like three, you know, three or four deal breakers or things that I'm like, these are things that this person has to have. Like, Mm. and then I also I want to have this like knowing. Right. And so I met Jordan and we talked for like a month. We just got to know each other. I was like, you know, I really like this guy. He's easy to talk to. We have things in common. Um, He cares about things I care about. Like, I care about things he cares about. And he was just so, he was different than anyone I'd ever dated. Um, So there's a couple things, but then it was when he came and he took me on a date. So one of the things too is like, I pray for, you know, confirmation, like from close friends. And I remember being, I was just like in a season where I was like, you know, I'm used to really like kind of bending over backwards, kind of going above and beyond when it comes to, dating relationships. Mm. And I remember two, no, actually three of my friends and one of them being my mom separately to me said, I just feel like you need to let whoever that person is pursue you. Like don't bend over backwards, obviously like, you know, make yourself available, Mm -hmm. respond, but don't. And the thing about Jordan was he pursued, like I never had a question in my mind that like he wasn't for me. I mean, he drove to Dallas to take me on a date. You know what I mean? Like from like, <laughs> Tulsa, yeah. So it's just like, I, I, and I never, every step of the way I was, he was just solid. Um, and it was after I think like, and then he, you know, he came to visit in Dallas, took me on a date, came back the next weekend, got to meet some of my friends. Cause I had a lot of like friend hangs that weekend planned out. I put him in my community really quickly, threw him in the fire. Um, <laughs> and like 10 days after we had went on our first date, he like asked me to be his girlfriend. And from there, it was just like, I feel like I, in my heart, I remember waking up that morning and being like, there's just something different about this guy. Like, I really feel like this is different. Um, and then it was when, and that, you know, we had to meet each other's friends and family and all that, like all those things had to come into place and they all did really quickly. And I basically knew by Christmas that he was the one I wanted to marry. And I was, you know, I was like, I wonder if this, if he feels the same way. Um, and turns out he did because now we're engaged. So (laughs) I would say like, yes, like there is a knowing I would say pray for it. And, and it's true. Like, you'll know, like I just knew, and I couldn't really, I can't explain it. I just know he's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. So now I have chills. (laughs) And you know, it was like specific too. It's like, I like kind of customized that prayer. I was like, I pray that he would know too. And we find out like we knew around the same time. And so, um, and of course there were like, you know, no red flags. Like I loved his family. He loved mine, loved his friends. He loved mine. So there were other things that came into play. And ultimately I was just like, I'm just in love with this man. So 
Hey guys, interrupting our incredible conversation to share with you one of our amazing sponsors, Element. Meet Element, the electrolyte drink that's all about giving you what you need and none of what you don't. It is key to feeling your absolute best. Element packs a science-backed electrolyte punch with the precise ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. But here's what sets it apart. Element is the cleanest of the clean. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, none of it. Now let's talk about why this matters. Electrolytes are like the unsung heroes in our bodies, facilitating hundreds of essential functions from nerve impulses to hormone regulation and fluid balance. Have you ever experienced those annoying headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, or sleepless nights? I sure have. Element can prevent and eliminate these symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. Here's an interesting fact. When you sweat, you lose a ton of sodium. And when sodium isn't replaced, you are left with muscle cramps and fatigue. Element is the perfect antidote to your dehydration. I found the packets are such an easy way to stay hydrated with our crazy schedule, traveling, and always on the go. Remy even loves it too. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. That is the best way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. That's what I did, and that's when I figured out that watermelon salt and citrus salt are my personal favorites. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash coffee. This deal is only available through my link, so you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash coffee. Element offers a no questions asked refund. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, just share it with a salty friend and they will still give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Also, I want to share with you one of our super awesome sponsors, Hatch. Taking care of ourselves is so important. Healthy eating and exercise are often a focus, but something just as important that a lot of people overlook is making sure to get quality rest. With the Hatch Restore 2, take control of your sleep habits and wake up feeling your best. Your Hatch is more than just a gadget. It's your bedside sleep guide. It gently teaches your body when it's time to sleep and when it's time to rise using light and sound cues. But that's not all. Hatch goes above and beyond. It guides you through meditations and mindfulness exercises that transform the moments before and after sleep into restful rituals. It's all about creating a holistic sleep experience. With Hatch, you'll experience deep sleep with white, pink, or brown noise and other soothing sounds inspired by nature. Hatch wakes you gently with a sunrise alarm clock that supports your natural circadian rhythm. I personally don't need the alarm clock feature considering my alarms are two really cute boys, <laughs> but I am obsessed with the brown noise sound machine and the softly lit clock that helps me know during late night feedings what time of night it is without having to touch my phone and see any other texts or notifications that might distract me. Right now, Hatch is offering our listeners $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore 2 and free shipping at hatch.co slash CWK. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the Restore 2. So go to hatch.co slash CWK to get $20 off. I'm here to vouch for you guys knowing at the same time because we were on the road and uh, we were in Napa. Mm-hmm. We had a couple days off in Napa. Really rough, yeah. really rough, really rough life. <laughs> that was that was like one of the highlights yeah. of last year. And um, and we were just at this tasting. And I I was always like, 
it's funny because the rest of the guys are like, be careful. Like, don't don't scare them off. Don't. Yeah. And I was like, I am chill, bro. I need all y'all to chill. Yeah, right. I'm going to just sm- sneak it in there when it feels right. We're going to yeah. talk about McKenna and like feel it out. And it was really fun for me because I got to text you yeah. and be like, okay, give me the updates. Where are you at? And yeah. then I got to sit with him. Because I saw him significantly more. I do see him significantly more. So anyway, we're sitting at this tasting and you came up. Very naturally, I, I was very smooth. You're so good at that. <laughs> but as a, as a girlfriend, you oh, want to yeah. be like, yeah, okay, what's up? Tell I me. I want the, the download. But you got if you're talking to the guy, you got to play it cool. Yes. Be like, hey, like, how's it going? You yeah. guys do any like fun dates lately? Have ease in with the fun stuff. Yeah, you know. But it, eventually, he was like, okay, like, tell me what are there's got to be a red flag. Like, what's what's wrong here? What am I not seeing? I was like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Nothing. I was yeah. like, this girl loves structure and routine. And if you mess that up, she will not enjoy it. Yeah. I said, that is the only thing that yeah. I know to rock this girl's boat. Yeah. Like, she is wonderful. And he, he was like, so I just don't. Because how you were still single was yeah. and a mind-boggling thing to all of our friends. Everyone yeah. was like, she is the catch of all catches. Who who was it at your engagement party? Was oh, Brayden. Brayden. He goes, he made a sea of men deaf, blind, and dumb to not find McKenna. Seriously? And it's true. And yeah. It's true. And I believe that for a lot of y'all out there too. Like just because someone isn't seeing you does not mean you're not worth seeing. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like sometimes God hides us. Yes. And it's not to like torture you. It's it's to like protect protect you it's to lead you and guide you to the person that is is supposed to be your person because you even talk about like don't mess up with my structure and like there are aspects of Jordan where we're very different and he goes so much with the flow but he's like my perfect compliment yeah like he challenges me to like chill out a little bit and to go with the flow (laughs) and have fun you know and to like so it's like you know you like you talk about about that and it's just funny because it's like he's the person I needed that I didn't even know that I needed in yeah. so many different aspects. And God knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? And that's the beauty of waiting in what you said of yeah. knowing knowing who you are. Yes. Because then someone can come alongside you and compliment you yes. instead of commandeering you. Totally. Because that can happen. If you don't know who you are, you'll yeah. just become whatever that person needs yeah. or wants you to be. And I, and like full disclosure, like earlier seasons of dating, I've done that. And it was suffocating for the guy. And it was like heartbreaking for me. It just oh, being insecure. It's like, and those are things you work out over time. Like God like works those things like kind of out of you and fashions you to be formed into the the woman he's made you to be. Like, and it's like when you've met that person and you're ready, like within and with God, like there's like no stopping you. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing I prayed was just like, Lord, like work out everything in me. Like, obviously we're not gonna be perfect when we meet, but work out everything in me that like, you don't want me bringing into a marriage because I just always had a sense that like when I met my person, we would just soar, you know, like we've both done the work. We've like both figured out like our, our baggage, you know what I mean? Like therapy, like major proponent, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's like, so it's like when you meet that person, you're just like ready and they can come alongside you know, and it's not like, you know, I'm not look. I don't need somebody, you know, like I want someone, but like, I don't need somebody. I'm like complete all on my own. Um, but it's like when you've met that person, it's like they come alongside and you're like, oh, cool. Like we get to run together. Yeah. Um, 
and of course, like too, like being in love is like the best thing it's ever, best. you know, it's like you found your person, your best friend. Like, so there's aspects of that too, that is like, that are wonderful. But I really like am a proponent of like doing the work, like in the season where you're single so that when you're not anymore, you're just like ready to go. And yeah. Grow. Because life, same thing. You're, we're not promised that we'll have them tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. That's so so, true. Like, no matter what, even when you find your person, there's no promise that you're never going to lose them or you'll never be alone again or any of those things that you truly need to know who you are. Yeah. Whose you are, that you are loved and like fully loved on your own. Yes. And you don't need some guy to do it. Because he will never fill the pieces of you that, like, God is supposed to fill. Yeah. And the, the pressure that puts on a guy. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. And yeah. I, I remember that in our little friend group in college. Like, I was definitely on the more lenient side of the dudes. And yeah. so were you. Like, because we had a lot of guy friends. You had a lot of guy friends yeah. in, in high school. So mm-hmm. did I. And so I think when you're friends with guys, you're like, oh, they're not on this pedestal. Yeah. That you think the perfect one exists. Totally. Right? Like 100%. I you had a sister, but I had brother. So I yeah. really knew there's no yeah. pedestal. Like I'm like, there is one Jesus. Yeah. There's one perfect guy. Yeah. And I don't need these guys to be perfect for me because they never will be. Yeah. You know, and I think that saves so many arguments and disagreements in my in my marriage, in my friendships, in, yeah. my, in all of that, because I'm not expecting any person to be something they can't be. 100%. And it's like Jesus is like really the only perfect one. And right. it's like we and I feel like I don't know if you feel this way or felt this way, like in singleness, it's like you have all this time to figure out what that even means. Like. The like, cause it's like, we have this like longing, right? Like we have a longing, a desire, like it's in Genesis, like to be with our husband. Mm. Um, but like that longing is actually meant to be fulfilled by the perfect one. And it's like, we have this season of singleness to discover like, what does that even mean? What does that look like um, with the Lord on our own? Because then when you, what I'm realizing now in engage, my engagement season, I still get to pursue Jesus on my own. Right. And I still, and even, and I remember Cammy actually, uh, Cammy, who was also on your podcast. Who said, you also went to high school with. High school with. Yeah, yeah exactly. So who, funny. I know. So funny. How'd I find this whole Dallas crew? Because you guys weren't even like all tight. No, we in weren't. High even, no, at all, like at all. Like we were like close here and there. Like Samo was, who was Ben's now like wife, yes. was one of my best friends. <laughs> but we're best friends. We're more best friends now than we ever were in high school. But like the Lord used those seeds to like for them to be community in my later life, you know? Yeah, so wild. Yeah. So I remember Cammy saying like one time, like you still have a relationship with Jesus that's all your own when you're married. And so that was that's like another piece of advice is like figure out like how to pursue Jesus and be pursued by him when you're single and you carry that into engagement season, mm-hmm. into marriage season because you're right. That man like here on earth is never going to fulfill your desire. Like right. you like you know what I mean like to to an extent yeah. but like never to it's like I remember my um my pastor my pastor's wife talked about like as women, like we have this, like this longing, this craving, like whether it be for like this love for your kids or your love for your husband and like, they will never fulfill it to the extent that Jesus will and does. Um, and so I feel like singleness is like the most perfect time to figure out like what that even means. And it sets you up for success to be a partner in your future married seasons. Right. It's like the love of your life is the Lord. If this is the greatest piece of advice I can give, I hope for everyone listening, that if the love of your life is the Lord, then everyone else is a companion. 
Yeah, it's so good. And it's so good. Everyone else obviously comes second and all of that, but it's only because they pale in comparison. Yeah. Not because like they're not worth loving or whatever. Totally. It's just they can never give you what he has given you or will give you or satisfy. Yeah. They never, they're never going to be capable of it. Yeah. So like just let them off the hook. Yeah. You know? And that's the whole goal is like this is a companion for life. And yeah. a companion comes alongside you and just enriches your life. Like totally. it just makes it so much better. But without yeah. it, you're not in lack because yeah. you already have everything you need. But it is truly one of the greatest gifts, obviously. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch. Like I'm obviously a real life like rom-com lover. Yeah. Like I, everyone's really, everyone on the on the show, I'm like, okay, let's talk about your love story yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think they're so important. And I think so many people can look at me and Russell and be like, well, I want that. And I'm like, do you though? Because yeah. <laughs> we don't remember meeting each other because yeah. we were just like buddies in, in college, yeah. you know? it's It wasn't this epic moment of like, I mean, y'all knew within like three months of dating each other, you got engaged within eight months, you know, like everyone's story is so different. Yes. As it should be. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like no one, I like, I tread so lightly when I talk about dating and singleness because everyone's story is so different. And if I'm honest, like one of the things like also is like, you have to like practice like guarding your heart too from yeah. like society says you should do like in the sense of like I do feel like a lot of times I don't know I feel like marriage either is like looked down upon or it's like put on this like pedestal right so it's mm-hmm. like you have to find that like in between um but like I you know there were seasons of like my dating relationships or uh, seasons of dating where I like really just couldn't look at social media anymore because it was like, oh, all these people are getting engaged. All these people are getting married. Oh, didn't they just meet? Like, I remember someone who I knew not well, but like she met her person. And then three months later, they were like engaged. And I, I was just in a season. I was like, I, I, can't I have to guard my heart I can't Mm. watch this right now because I was tempted to be whatever it is jealous envious whatever but you know I think I've heard and I've heard someone I think Bill Johnson say that like if you can celebrate someone else's season like it sets you up for even greater success to like celebrate your own season and I just remember like there were just seasons I had to turn off social media because I felt like every you know person and their mom were getting engaged Mm -hmm. or whatever um But it's so funny because in my season, that's what happened to me. Like I met my person and we were dating 10 days later and then we were engaged eight months later. And so it's like every person's season is different. And so I feel like in your season of singleness and waiting, you have to learn what does it look like to guard your heart just from the things that could come in and like make you compare or make you sad or you know what I mean? Like, and but it's okay to feel those things, but it's just like, what do you do with those feelings? And my advice would be bring them to the feet of Jesus because Mm -hmm. he's the only one that can really like work through them like with you. That is so good. So good because social media is such a liar. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know, I know. And that is really helpful for people who are going through it. And there's times that you just don't need to see it. And that's totally. okay. Yeah. And the mute button on Instagram yeah. is a beautiful, yes. beautiful thing. Yeah, 100%. And it's even like I, there were seasons where I couldn't like watch like rom-coms because I was yeah. just like, oh, I like, I remember I went through like a tough, like, I think I went through like a tough breakup situation. And like, I don't watch like, 
I don't watch scary movies. I don't watch like really gory (laughs) stuff. Absolutely. And I like wanted to like watch Peaky Blinders. I was like, I don't want to touch romance right now. I was like, (laughs) I can't touch it. I can't can't even go there. But it's like every person's season is different. I remember there were, so there were seasons where I was on dating apps and like, it was great. And then there were seasons where like, I was like, my heart can't take this. It's just an, uh, it is up and down. I can't do this. Everybody's season is different and like what the Lord wants for you is unique to you. And so I would just like say whatever that looks like, like they just need to lean in to figure out what that is, you know? Yeah. And I'm so honored that I get to vouch for how good you are at celebrating your people. Like it is hard. Yeah. It is hard to go to a bridal shower or a baby shower for the things that you're wanting and you don't have yet. Yeah. And never once was I ever like at one of those things, seeing you mopey or sad, or it doesn't mean you weren't. Yeah. But you really like rallied around your people, even when you were waiting for your gift. And and I think there's something to that. And I think that it's a sacrifice of praise almost, like a sacrifice of celebration that God definitely sees. Yeah. And it's like, it's only like, we have a small piece of like this side of heaven where we get to offer him something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like in singleness, like we may never be promised like marriage and you're seeing your, your people, you know, enter into engagement or other seasons of life that maybe you're longing for. And I feel like that's an invitation either to like shut your heart down or be super vulnerable and open it up to the Lord. Again, it's like building history with God. It's like, and that's the other thing too, is like, I've just been really honest with God. Like there were seasons that were really hard and seasons where I was like, man, I love being single. This is amazing. And all through the ups and downs, like I was just super vulnerable with the Lord and with my people you know? And so, but looking at other people and just like celebrating them has honestly been the greatest gift because it's like, and it's like a mindset, right? So it's like, you can, in choice, like we talked about earlier, it's like, you can choose to shut your heart down and be like, oh, it's happening again to somebody else. Is it ever going to happen to me? Cause that's a temptation. Or it's like an invitation to be like, okay, Lord, I celebrate them. I love them. I want this. Like, and asking him the questions, like, can you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's having a dialogue with the Lord, and I feel like we're quick to like either put it in one of two camps. When we like really, I you know I've heard said like grief and gratitude can exist together. Mm-hmm. Like man, Lord, I'm so grateful that my friend who has been wanting to get engaged is engaged now. I'm so excited for her, and I'm grieving the fact that it's not happening to me yet. Yes. Can we talk about that? You yes. know what I mean? So it's not black and white. It's like again, like that truth is in the tension and. That's where I found like Jesus just meet me. And so that's like my prayer for everybody who's like in that season. And God knows. Yes. He knows if you're heartbroken, like you don't have to come to him all put together. Like, no. yes. thank you, Jesus, oh that they're engaged. I'm so happy for them. And he's looking at you with the most transparent view possible. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay, but will you just give me this heartbroken piece? Will yeah. you just like hand that to me? Will you stop carrying this thing? And will you cast that care? on me. So good. Drop it at my feet. Yeah. Hand it to me. Let me take it. Yeah. And that was a major breakthrough for me personally, spiritually, that I was like, oh, I don't have to have it all together for you because you already know. So what's even the point? You know, like I might as well be honest. And that vulnerability and all of that brought such a breakthrough for me personally you know, way back when. And and there's no going back once you get honest. You're oh, just yeah. like, all right, here it is. Or like, what's my prayer is always like, what's between us? Like, what is, what am I holding on to that's not true? Or what am I carrying so that good. you want to carry for me? Or what, just tell me. 
And then I always have this thing that just happens to pop in my mind. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be coming between us. Oh, yeah, that lack of forgiveness would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, okay, all right, I'm going to give that to you, like, right here and now. Hey, y'all, we've had some incredible conversations here on the podcast, diving deep into stories of faith, transformation, and the incredible work the Lord has done in my lives and my people's lives. I'm truly grateful for my relationship with God and the way He has transformed so many lives. But today, I want to talk about sharing that hope and peace with others through the remarkable work of our sponsor, Crew. Crew is on a mission to share the message and love of Jesus to nearly every corner of our world. They are making a real impact, drawing people closer to Jesus by sending out missionaries. But here's the thing. They need something crucial to continue their mission, and that is Bibles in the local languages that they serve. I would love it if you would join me in helping meet this need. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to 15 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive one of my very own Coffee with Kaylee mugs as a thank you. Simply text Kaylee to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text Kaylee to 71326, that's K-A-I-L-E-Y to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash Kaylee. Message and data rights may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. Before we go, though, I want you to tell the story because you did meet the Lord later in life. And I think that is really cool and unique to not grow up in the church and have all these already preconceived notions about who God is. Yeah, You really came in just wide-eyed and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, all right, Lord, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, part of like, you know, grow, like I said, I always had a desire to be married and like growing up, like I, I dated, I did date a lot of guys. Like I was with in relationships a lot. Um, and when I remember there, there was a season where I was in college. I didn't know the Lord. I had like a couple Christian friends, like from high school, Cammy. Samo, yeah. um, Daniela. Uh, and so I knew like of God, I just moved to Texas. So I was in the Bible belt. Um, and I was in, I was in a relationship. Um, but there was just something within me. I think I had read a book by CS Lewis and like, I was like, I, I think I want to know who God is. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. I later learned in life, like down the street from my college, there was like a prayer room, prayer house that like, I'm convinced that it's like the prayers of those people that like, you know, awaken my heart to want God. But it really was out of nowhere. And again, in a season where I was in a relationship, um, but I wanted to know God and I decided like, okay, let's put a pause on the relationship and let's move forward with like seeking whoever God is. I reached out to Daniela, who was like one of the only Christian girls I knew and said, hey, and her parents were in full-time missions. And so I said, I feel like I need to find God. Like, can I come on a mission trip with you? And she was like, yeah, if you can raise all this money. And I like, (laughs) I raised it and like, honestly, like good on her. Like, again, I wasn't a believer. I wasn't a Christian. And I was like, can I come on this missions trip? And she didn't say no. She was like, yeah, come on, which just share, like shows the world of her and her family. And I just like love them so much. Um, so I go on this missions trip and essentially like, I just had this very strong sense that like, I needed to give my life over to the Lord. Like I needed to stop. It was a very clear for me personally line in the sand of like, stop living this one way you're living and turn to God and, 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 
and enter into a relationship with him. Um, I also had a very strong, and this is like a conversation for another day, but just strong conviction of just sin as part of my old lifestyle. Um, just re- And really, I say sin, like separation from the Lord, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't know him. I wasn't with him. And so... I like went on this missions trip. Um, I essentially just shared all of my dirty laundry and confessed basic again, confessed like just my whole life really. And said, I don't know if God could ever like love someone like me that. And that was a Mm -hmm. lie that I, I, you know, I didn't know I was believing. And, you know, Daniela and some of the other girls on the missions trip, like really spoke really preached the gospel to me and said, there was, there's a man, a, a God man who died for you and actually loves you. Like he's the one that your soul longs for. And I just, I essentially heard the gospel for the first time about a good loving God um, who wanted to be with me. And I don't know, I, I just, I wanted it. I wanted him. And I was like, and so I just said yes to following Jesus. Um, and at the same time, like no to that old like lifestyle. And like in that moment, I felt like it was like, you will be washed as white as snow. Like what was, you know, I, I forget the verse, but like, yeah, you'll be made white, yeah. whiter than wool, you know? Um, and I just felt like this like whole weight lift, like from my old life into this like new life with Jesus. And from that moment on, I like felt like the Lord was asking me to lay down relationships for a while um, because that was just something that was a big part of my past. And um, that's, and again, I didn't like choose to have like a decade of like not dating. It kind of just like happened, but I would never, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And again, it was in that season where like, I just got to know the Lord. And like, again, like I didn't have a lot of Christian friends, which is like, you know, it was fine. Um, I like, you know, I love all of my friendships from all different walks of life. Um, but the Lord like really was the one who like discipled me, like, mm-hmm. which was so cool because like I got to know him and I got to know his heart and it wasn't like someone was ever like preaching at me or, you know, like I got to read the Bible on my own and like talk to God on my own. And like, I really cultivated a relationship with him. He was so real to me because he came and this is the coolest part is that like, he came and found me first. Like he chose me, like out of nowhere, I want, like, I wanted to know him more. And it says that like, we can't love God without him loving us first. And so I think that's also what has stuck with me in a season of waiting and being single. Um, and, and essentially like waiting to be in a sense chosen, right? You choose that person Mm -hmm. and they choose you. Um, but I always had within me that like, you know what? God chose me. Like God chose me first. He found me. Like I was lost and now I'm found. I know who I am. I know who God is. Um, and so that's just something that has stuck with me in dating and being single in my engagement. Um, is that like, like God found me and he chose me and I'm his daughter. And so it's like, that's a constant that I always have like that sense of peace and settledness. That is incredible. Missions. I encourage anyone to do some sort of mission work in your city. If a church is going somewhere, yes, there's truly like you, it's what Jesus did. Like he served, he served. The son of man came to serve and not be served. And in that you really get to experience God in a way that is different than the church walls. If I'm totally honest, you know, and it, it really is life changing. And it, as you were telling that, I remembered the most epic story, McKenna, that the Israel story, it's so deep in the catalog of our friendship. I like don't even, but I am so excited to say this because this is like, you were such a new Christian at the time. Yeah. You were probably like three years into this. Yeah. Something like that. And so I was going to Israel with the missions organization that I worked for. And, but I had to help like get myself there, you know, and I didn't have any money. 
And so I had probably like 600 something dollars and I needed to raise like 2300 And I had told Daniela, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. And she was like, the money's going to show up. Like God's going to provide. And, and I feel I, like you were like leaving like next week. Like the yeah, week it was after. like, it was, like it was like down to the wire. Yes. And I was like, no, like, and, and that's been her life experience. Yes. And, and I was like, well, my address isn't a PO box for a missions organization. Money doesn't just show up for me. And I was not believing for it. I was such a doubting Thomas about the whole thing. And you know who showed up at my door? McKenna. <laughs> McKenna. And you said, you're like, God told me to empty my savings account. And it was like $1,600. It might've even been the full amount. Yeah. I, but I remember I had some and you had the rest. Yeah. But what you gave me was significant. Yeah. It was like $2,000. Mm, yeah. And I burst into tears. I was like, wait, are you serious? What in the world? And you can elaborate on what God was teaching you. Yeah. But then do you remember the journal part? No. So you text me a week later and you were like, I'm, I've been trying to like learn how to hear the voice of God. Oof. And so I was just journaling. This is the week before any of this happened. And you're like, I was journaling and I heard God say daughter in Israel. And I wrote down those two words. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, oh, and then this all happens. And you're like, now I know he wanted me to send his daughter to Israel. Oh my gosh. I could ball I'm right just- now. <laughs> I mean, in the moment, like, I'm crying even thinking about it. Like, it was so touching to me. And even how, like, even hearing God's word for me from someone else saying daughter is so tender to me. And, like, it is such a sweet, like, kind love that I know. And there's times I remember that, that, like, he calls us daughter. And you know that, right? Yeah. But, like, hearing him say it specific to your situation takes me out. Yeah. Takes me out. But— yeah, I want you to explain, like, your side of that. But, like, I mean, it rocked my whole world. It was everything I needed. I got to go. Russ and I got baptized in the Jordan River there together. We wow. were just dating. Yeah. And that's when Daniela's dad was like, Russell, get in the water. Because he was going to—I was getting baptized, and he wanted Russ to be a part of it. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 we're just dating. Like, I yeah. don't want him a part of this memory if he's not going to be here forever. Yeah. And But Bob knew. Bob knew he was going to be there forever, you know, and he was like, Russell, get in the water. And it's like, just hearing you say all that, it's like that trip for you was really like, it it was prophetic. Like it was things that the Lord wanted to do in your future and your, in your future marriage, you know, like it was so much more than just you going to Israel. Yeah, And it's just, and I, you know, I I hardly even like rem- I remember that like time. I remember coming to your house. I don't remember the daughter in Israel. But like, what's so cool is like, and I think about this when I think about again also people going back to like singleness is like, I was learning to hear from God. Like I was a new baby Christian. Like I was a single young woman and learning to hear from the Lord, moving in faith, acting in faith. Like okay, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this thing. Okay, we're called to live radical lives of of like just loving Jesus. Sometimes it looks like emptying your bank account, you know? And so I was like, I felt so strongly to do this. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't have anything to lose. You know what I mean? And but I love you did though. <laughs> Emptying your bank account is terrifying. I mean, just yes. two two girls just hanging out with zeros. In it's true. Account. It's costly. I will say this: it's costly. Love yeah. is and love is costly, right? And and I just I remember just feeling like this is what I'm supposed to do, and like God's gonna show up. And like for me, I just like knew I wanted to obey God, and I just like loved you, and I just like I want to be there for my friend, and like I have I I'm always so big on like if I have the ability to meet the need, then do it. You know, um, but like all that to say is like, you never know when God wants to use you for something greater. Right. So like, yes, it might've been costly for me. Yes. It like, but it wasn't about me. It was about you and your future and what God wanted to do in your future. And now look at you and Russell and all that you're, how you're running together. Like, and who knows if like being in Israel in that moment, like baptize, like baptism is like wildly yeah. supernatural, yeah. you know, it's like so much more than just, just going down in the water and back. Like it, things happen in the spirit. And so I just like also want to say to all the single people out there, like God, God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So who knows like what he is arranging and doing and working through you now that is just like, it's so much greater than you. You're part of such a greater story, his story. You know what I mean? It's like getting that higher perspective. Um, And again, to me, it was just like, okay, I want to obey God. I'm hearing from him and I want to help my friend. And yet there was just such this, this, bigger narrative that was happening that is literally playing out right now in your lives, you know? And so it's like, you just never know like what you could be a part of if we just get that higher perspective as like single women, you know? I'm just blown away by you. I love you. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I'll never get over it. I just, I think you're just one of the greatest gifts on the planet here. You really are. And I'm so I'm so excited for Jordan that he hit the jackpot over here, you know, and like that we get to continue to do life together. I know. And it was so funny. I was just thinking it's like, cool. Like we just talked about the moment in Israel where and like now y'all are walking in like what y'all are doing together. And one of the reasons I know Jordan is because of what you're doing together. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna make me ball my eyes You know what I mean? Like he works with and for y'all. It's like. It's like, and that's what? where I met him is like, like, could you invest in your own future? I, who like, and it's just God. What? It's like, God, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, and like, you guys were baptized in the Jordan river. It's like, right. okay. It's like, you know, so it's just like, <laughs> I love those details and those yeah. things. So I'm like always looking, but it's just, it's so like, I feel the same way about you. Like y'all are a gift and like watching, I mean, watching how you guys dated and watching how you've stewarded your marriage and being parents. It's like, and that's what I'm so grateful for that I've been like blessed with is like all of my like community are like thriving in their marriages. And it has been such a gift to like walk with y'all in every season and now getting to celebrate with y'all in this season. Like there's, there, there's no other people that I would rather celebrate it with more. So, and it's so much more fun because when the rest of us got married, we were all so poor. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sitting over here being like, Oh, I can't wait to get her something legit (laughs) on her registry. You know? I'm like, I I used to show up to weddings. I'm like, I was supposed to get you a gift because I (laughs) buying something presentable is about all I could afford to be at this wedding. You know? Um, yeah, it's just, it's so sweet. And I'm so honored we get to celebrate you and that we get to continue to do life together. I know, it's so what exciting. I know. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk to you next time. Next week, we have another bestie from our friend crew, Courtney. She is one of the most empathetic and wonderful friends you could ever freaking ask for, truly. She's also an entrepreneur, personal chef, and married to our guy, Mustache Kev. So join us next week to hear all the things that she's going to be dishing. And yes, 
That pun was entirely for her. Talk to y'all next week.